Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Mike Silva Show. Alright, this is the first episode of the Mike Silva Show, uh, first podcast. Got my guest here today, Gary Squirewell, longtime friend of mine, probably be a recurring guest, um, you know, until I get regular people. Not that you're irregular, but once I get, re- like, you know, guests consistently, you're probably going to be on here more often than not. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is Gary Squirewell. Hello. How are you guys doing out there? Don't it's, sound uh, all bashful. I know, right? It's like uh, it's like Batman and Robin. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm like Robin right here in my, uh, my mask and tights. <laughs> nah, not quite. Not this time. Uh, so, yeah. First episode. Um, I want to first off thank everybody for... Checking out the website, checking out our Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram for some people. So that's going to continuously be updated, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, Right now in the background, we've got the NLCS going on, uh, but we won't really talk too much about sports today. We'll probably talk a little bit more about how you and I came to be bestest buds. Uh, Yeah, that definitely started... uh would say 2005, 2006. You tell them how we met. Okay, yeah. You tell the story how okay. we met, how our, how our friendship relationship started. You tell it better than mm-hmm. I tell it. Well, I remember freshman year, going into Miss Dunn's class. By the way, it was our Spanish three. A white Spanish teacher. <laughs> and um, she, uh, I remember sitting, like, just behind Mike, um, Seemed like just a random dude right in front of me in class. Just, um, I remember I completely sucked at Spanish. I wasn't even paying attention. I was a pretty bad student. <laughs> but Mike was pretty smart. And, um, I don't know, so, a couple of times. Didn't you come in there with a headband? I think I did. I probably did. <laughs> no, I know you had like probably. a Jalen Rose jersey or yeah. something random. Oh, yeah, it was. Jalen Rose, yeah. white Chicago Bulls jersey. It's gay that I remember that. <laughs> that I remember yeah. what you were wearing. It, um, I just remember, I was like, all right, cool, this class has a black guy. Um, somebody I could be friends with. The only one in the class. Probably were. <laughs> we were in Cyprus. Cy Falls High School is your freshman year. Yeah, my sophomore year. And I remember... Uh, we had a couple other clowns in there. We just clown around in class all the time. And yeah, I was like, all right, this bro needs help. He doesn't know what he's doing. You know, got to make sure, make sure a little buddy gets through this class all right. And we used to drive done crazy. Yeah. She used to hate me. Not as that, but she had the most sarcastic. She might have been racist. And she always called you Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> By the and, way, uh, his name is Gary. Uh, I know a lot of people are probably going to say, who's this Jerry Squirewell in here? But it's actually Gary. And uh, one thing I remember is uh, she... She was very sarcastic. Um, she would. She's one of those people that she'd be mad, but always have like a little smirk on her face and kind of grin. But you know, she would pretty much be pissed. And her favorite word to use was "escuchen." That was the only thing I oh, knew yeah. and picked up from Spanish three. So Google it if you don't. I think know. you said you thought you. She said "scooch in," so you'd always <laughs> scoot up in your desk. Um, yeah, I remember that. And then yeah, we were, we came neighbors after that. I, I guess my family moved near you guys and. I remember the first time we were out there playing ball, playing basketball at the at the rec league, and you were elbowing your little brother, driving on him. He was like probably like five at the time, and you were like crossing him over. You got real pissed off because I told you you look like Steven Jackson because of your twists. <laughs> yeah, that time uh, I was growing my hair out, decided to, my family took a road trip out to Jamaica. I came back to visit Mike, and I had like twists. It was ridiculous. <laughs> we used to always play football over there, too, and we destroyed the property value because yeah. we were just putting divots in that grass right by the... 
clubhouse where everybody would go frequent, you know, and check out what the area was like. We used to always go out there with Andre Perez, uh, a couple other people from high school, and uh, I'm sure some of the listens that listeners out there know who Andre is. Um, UH Van Wilder, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, yeah, that's kind of how we became friends. Got a, a, a random group of friends. We had some uh, fresh off the boat Filipino friend. I'm sure you guys are here from Steven at some point. Uh, who else? Jock. Jock will probably be on at some point. Uh, I, I don't know why. I don't know what he would talk about. Probably just uh, dilemmas and situations that are constantly going on in his life. And uh, don't follow him on Snapchat or Instagram because you'll immediately unfollow. I like his Snapchat stories and his antics and his rants where he'll go on and be like, let me tell you why I can't date young girls anymore. Is that kind of stuff. Then Armani, who's probably, what, 38 now? 38 years old? 29, 27. 27, yeah, yeah. But no, this guy was like, yeah, he's one of our older friends from New York. Son, son. Uh, who else we used to hang out with all the time? Then there was like random throw-ins. I feel yeah. like we try to have like, you know, there was it was th- that core, and then we always yeah. had some random extra person in there. Like who was that? Uh, I that mean, Kristen, but Kristen was always kind of around, you know. Well, Kristen was like, friend. yeah, he was like an honorary member. He was like, you know, every now and then he'd come through. But who was the uh, that Badigas, that Hispanic dude that was always high? Justin, right? Justin, my neighbor. Yeah. yeah. Justin Garcia. <laughs> yeah, this dude was growing weed, right? In, in, yeah. in his backyard. Yeah, growing and... weed in his backyard. And uh, keep in mind, my uh, stepdad's actually a police officer. So, uh, of course, he noticed the weed plant growing like right beside our house. And was like, wait, hold on. What the Didn't he this? say he was rolling it or something? Uh, oh, I think he was Kendall rolling, rolling it, the... it. No, I think he was like rolling it out. Yeah. <laughs> Justin was like rolling it outside nah, of his kidding. window. <laughs> I remember that we we did a we did a trip. We went to AMC, our old stomping ground where we used to work, and uh, this dude just totally ruined the group. Then we had a couple other people that we hung out with. Justin led us to some party in the middle of nowhere. Remember, and they yeah. were like discriminating on us because we're pretty much minority group, and they kicked us out. But uh, yeah, the good old high school days. Now we're all older, and Gary is a father. Gary has There's, kids. Yep, two daughters. So, two daughters. Do you miss them? I do. They're currently uh, in El Paso, Texas. El Paso. Which is about a nine-minute drive from Houston, if you're yeah. speeding. Just about. Um, yeah, and then we... You're always off doing random ventures. I think you went spelunking in the Maldives one time as a as a profession. <laughs> is that right? Not quite, but uh, definitely I always like to venture. Yeah, welding, and then you had... You were supposed to go to Morehouse, and then you were like, switch up, going to El Paso, going to UTEP, shout out El Paso. And then the next thing I know, you're like, yep, I'm going to the Navy. Yep. And that was sad days. For me, at least. But I'm sure you had a blast. That's actually how you met a lot of connections you have now. But uh, nonetheless, that's brought us to where we are today, trying to make it. uh, Kind of some aimless discussion today Mm -hmm. on the first podcast. But it'll get better. I promise. I guarantee it'll get better. Yeah, and we're uh, big sports junkies, and... um one thing that definitely brought me and Mike closer was sports, and that was definitely something we would like to venture in a little more. Um, one good story is um, my uh, my dad, one day, um, when me and Mike started becoming uh. pretty good friends, he uh, he invited, uh, he, wanted, he told me I can invite Mike over, uh, and we were going to head out to a, to a, um, a local local rec center. where, Fondy. Uh, where yeah, yeah, Fondy Rec Center, where actually a lot of um, pro-am um, games kind of go on during the summertime in Houston, Texas. I'm not sure if they're still doing it, but um, I do know it was uh, it was around 05, 06. So um, of course we had guys like Steve Francis, Gerald Green, 
uh, Damon Jones. Yeah, it was like Casino Mobley, Lucci Norris. You know, Jermaine of, Jones was yeah, there. Yeah, Jermaine Jones. I remember the ones that were playing. It was Jermaine Jones, Damon Jones, uh, Perkins. You remember Kendrick Perkins? Yeah, Kendrick was Perkins was there. Yeah. Perkins was there. Richard uh, Lewis. Norris. Richard yeah. Lewis was yeah. hanging out there. Yeah, a lot of, a lot Moses, of Houston. Moses Malone. Yeah. He was actually uh, watching. He obviously yeah. wasn't balling. Yeah. He's, <laughs> I mean, now obviously no state to ball, but um, rest in peace. Uh, but we did see uh, Francis. And uh, Katino Mobley had a really homoerotic uh, introduction when they saw each other. I think this was when they first got yep. traded, right? Yep. Uh, I want to say um, Steve Francis could have been, at that time, I want to say he was in New York. We're still in Orlando. And Katino might have just went to the Clippers. I'm not yeah. sure if you guys remember that. Something like that. And mm-hmm. I remember when they saw each other, they ran like on the sideline. They didn't play. Mobley had on like a baby gap, extra small green shirt with <laughs> a, a bandana. bandana. Yep. And then Francis ran up and they basically tackled each other. And meanwhile, Gary and I are starstruck trying to get autographs while yep. they were kissing or whatever. But, <laughs> and um, keep in mind, Katino, um, Muchi Norris played. And uh, at the time, Gerald Green was still in high school. So Gerald Green was on the bench, just kind of hanging out with right, the, uh, with the right. NBA guys. So, uh, so funny, nobody had finally even knew Gerald Green. So, uh, so me right. and Mike. Took advantage of that, and we were taking pics with Gerald. So, but I remember cool. hearing about him on the network, and it was like, oh, you know, this new guy from Corpus. I believe it was a Corpus High School, straight to the NBA guy, and they were like, he's going to be the next T Mac. And of course, mm-hmm. at this time, we're all like, ooh, T Mac, you know, hometown hero. And he had a really weird career. He was just kind of yeah. like a kind didn't live up to expectations. Mm-hmm. But and then still, he was a journeyman, and then now he's kind of a key player yeah. for the yeah, Suns. key role player, almost like a Trevor Ariza type, a three and D kind of guy. Yeah, really random, but anyway, I remember there was no AC, and it was about 85 degrees in there. We were eating some greasy some chicken, greasy weed, and they yeah, didn't have rings. any kind of plumbing, so I couldn't even go to the bathroom and clean up afterwards, <laughs> so I just had this film of grease on my hands, and Kendall was sweating. I feel like he was just chilling. Yeah, keep in mind, my stepdad uh, has a big, shiny, bald head. Looks like kind of like a milk dud, and uh, so when he eats spicy foods, because he gave us like hot wings, so he's in the, fan, he's in the stands like completely... Chowing down these wings with a greasy, sweaty head. Because when he starts to eat hot stuff, he tends to like sweat. And of course, that shiny bald head just starts to just get yeah, it just gets bad. Yeah, it was not <laughs> kosher. Um, you know, the first thing I guess we can talk about is kind of the state of sports in Houston right now. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to talk a little bit about sports, so we'll give you a little bit of everything on this first podcast. What's going on with Houston sports, man? Texans. I I don't know what's going on with the Texans. Rockets, they're looking good. Preseason's been yeah. good. And then uh, the Astros. I'll say the Astros completely exceeded my expectations. They did. Um, once, I believe towards the beginning of the season, when you started seeing that turnaround as far as exceeding their expectations, you kind of expected them to go a little further in the playoffs. Granted, they did, I would say around just after All-Star break, they kind of started to fizzle out. It was around the time I figured they would yeah, be a young team. a little bit. And usually it's the opposite. I remember mm-hmm. we used to yep. always play very poorly in the beginning of the year. And mm-hmm. in the Berkman days, yeah. they would turn it around yeah. and make Triple a push B's. at the end. Yep. And it didn't really work. But um, it's so frustrating. And you hate to, to do the what-ifs and all that. Yeah. But they had the Royals on the ropes. And exactly. now Two we see the Royals are up 3-1, probably going to the World Series. Mm-hmm. You know, not to count the Jays out of it, but... They were right there, had them on the ropes, and they couldn't hang on to them. I was going to say the 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 playoffs this year for the play, uh, for baseball has been really sloppy. Yeah, and not yeah, a lot of errors, and not and as a whole, very random. Um, I certainly didn't expect the Blue Jays and the Royals to be where they are now, especially considering, like you said, the Astros definitely had them on the ropes. Instead of close it out, 
I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what the deal is with that. So they just kind of went from. You had the Royals had the situation with the Rangers, or sorry, the uh, you had the Blue Jays had the situation with the Rangers, where you had the weird rule where he threw the ball off the bat. You had uh, you know the Astros playing with all those errors in that final game. I hate to bring up you know bad memories. We had uh, just terrible baseball. It's 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 really weird, but I honestly can't get into it as much as I used to because the Yankees aren't good. And as much as I hate the Red Sox, I like rooting against them, kind of like the Lakers in, ba- yeah. in basketball. You want them to be good to root against, against them. So it's been hard for me to get engaged in it. Mm-hmm. But, I would say one of the one of the biggest things as far as Astros, uh, I, I definitely noticed we struggled in series against Texas. So I figured not playing the Rangers would have benefited us through the playoffs. But as you see, it didn't quite work out. Yeah, it would have been pretty cool to have a Texas series. But... And then basketball, uh, it just sucks that we're in the West, man. I, I, I really think they need to just take away divisions. Yeah. And, I mean, I know they're doing all kinds of – they're all kind of rumored, you know, propositions yeah. to change it Especially up, considering so. every team in the Southwest division made the playoffs. Every single one. So that was the number two Houston Rockets, the freaking number – was it four – no, actually number six Spurs. The Grizzlies were in there. Yeah, the number four Grizzlies. And so on and so forth. Even though, then, of course, you had the New Orleans Pelicans, Pelicans at number eight. So that's Dallas. every team. Oh, <laughs> Dallas as well ridiculous. in the five. So um, actually, there were seven because we were two and completely just demolished them, pretty much swept them uh, coming out of the first round of the playoffs. Um, what killed us was the fact that we kind of lost a few games. I remember towards the end of the season, we lost a couple of games. Yeah. We should have won, but through. Well, I still can't believe we got the two. Yeah, we were able to get the two seed because that last game of the season, I remember the Spurs and Pelicans yeah. played. And the Pelicans were able to beat them out. Because the Pelicans won, they booted the number eight seed, OKC Thunder, who was pretty much on the cusp of eight and nine throughout the whole season. That last game of the season allowed the Pelicans, by beating the Spurs, to move up to eight, completely knocking out Russell Westbrook, dominating his performances, uh, back to number nine, and then pretty much put Houston at two and San Antonio at, what, six seed? And then it goes back to... um... That, that game, the head-to-head, the Pelicans and the Thunder, where uh, Davis had that that buzzer beater from midcourt. You remember that? The, he I'm, banked it in the three to win the game. They were down by two, I believe, okay. and he hit that, that buzzer beater, and that ended up being the difference. You know, every single game counts. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it, I wish we were in the East. If there was any Way chance either. we'd have. Easily number one. Because you look at the teams that we struggle with. The Warriors, we, we can't beat the Warriors. Mm-hmm. I think the Warriors can be beat. I don't. I mean, they have to be the favorites at this point, uh-huh. at least in the West. But yeah, surprisingly, uh, they're. I would say San Antonio is number one. Well, well San Antonio is yeah. going to be tough with yeah. Aldridge. Um, yeah. I mean, even some of the little yeah. role players they added. They got David West for pennies. Yeah. So I mean, that's somebody you could bring in. Yeah. But they're old though. That is one thing exactly. they have working against them. They're old. Yeah. Aldridge is like thirty, I think yeah. now. So and he's one of the younger yeah. pieces. Um, Spurs are going to be very tough. We always struggle with them. Uh, I know two years ago we swept the series, yeah. but that, yeah, yeah, that, I would say during the regular season we played pretty well yeah. against them. But playoffs seeing them in the playoffs different. would be a different story. You know, story. but Popovich treats it like you know, mm-hmm. like a baseball game or something. Exactly. They have like a couple bench, of games. Put the, bench some yeah, of the put the scrubs in. I mean, it's a fine strategy, but it hurt them last year because they yep. faced off against the Clippers. Clippers are going to be tough too because yeah. they kind of revamped their yeah. their bench. Their yeah. problem last year was their bench, but now they're they Stevenson. Knucklehead Stevenson. Yeah. They got Paul Pierce, who always makes a difference. Clutch. 
They've got um, who else? They get they got a couple other players. They kept a lot of their free agents. They kept Jordan, obviously. And then of course you have off. Jamal Crawford coming off the bench, crossing everybody over and pulling up threes. Yeah, so. he's he's very hit or miss though. He's one of those boomer busts. But the, the thing is though, if he's off, then you have somebody like Pierce that can settle it down, and they can play small ball with Pierce. That's the difference. That's what made the difference in Washington. You know, they yep. moved him to that stretch four that's position. Stretch four, that, yep. He's like that that, that that dude, that old guy you play against. On the at court? The, yeah, at the court. <laughs> and they always have a knee brace. They always have a knee brace. They always have that just – you don't understand where they're getting the strength from. They could be like 5'8", maybe buck 80. But it's old man old strength. Man weight. They'll yeah, post they just, you. Exactly. The quick moves. And Pierce just has ice in his veins. He always knocks down the big three. I mean, he had countless game winners last year in the playoffs. Yep. And then he had that one that almost – Didn't count, yep. So, uh, and then he had the one that he made, but then, you know, on the flip side, uh, the Hawks made that, that buzzer beater. So, was it the Hawks? Yes, that was the Hawks. Yeah. Because the Hawks, so, the Hawks went on and faced the, uh, the Cavaliers and got swept. Yeah. So but, um. Cleveland's going to be tough this definitely. year. Yep. But I think it hurts him that Shump is out till mid-year, mid-year. just about. I think January is when he's going to come back. But they're one of those teams, they just got to make it to the playoffs, which they're going to do. They're going to be in the top two or three seeds, just like last year. They'll clean up in the playoffs. But, you know, and, and the Warriors are out there saying, like, we're sorry that we played everybody that was in front of us. We're sorry that we, They got injured. You know, you know some players yeah, got injured, i.e. Patrick Beverly, Donis Manionis, which If you look pretty at much every single series they had, so in the Everyone first series, um, Holiday was hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Second series, uh, Conley, Conley broke his face. Yeah. <laughs> We didn't have Beverly, and I'm not saying that Beverly would have been Yeah, the Beverly or Donis Manionis were both hurt. Yeah, but Demo it, was out, and then also Howard was playing with like a yeah, torn MCL. A torn MCL throughout the whole playoffs. Actually, since he got back towards late, the latter end of the season. Well, it sucks because we saw the, the reverse of what we saw with the Clippers. We had game one, I think we were up by like 20 points. Mm-hmm. Blew it. And blew it, yeah. And then you look at the Cavs. I mean, they're missing Irving and Love for the finals. Mm-hmm. I think that series is completely different. And, and, and not just that, yeah, not just that, but they were they were able to win without uh, without Kyrie also. Yeah, two games mm-hmm. they had they had the Warriors on the ropes, yep. and then Game Four just kind of, blew it. kind of an avalanche from there. And LeBron, I mean, he might not have been the most accurate shooter, the most efficient offensively in that series as you would, would like. Yeah. But yeah, he. He really just took them on his back and did his thing. So I know a lot of people are picking the Pelicans to kind of be that team mm-hmm. to take that next step, mm-hmm. you know, to really rise up. Which is a, uh, which is something a lot of teams, a lot of I guess analysts like to do for young teams. Uh, you kind of see them, you know, gradually progressing into the playoffs. Kind of like how they used to do with OKC. Like, okay, I can, you know, I can see them progressing and you know moving up. But it's always hit or miss. They could easily miss the playoffs considering this is the West. But the Thunder are just there. They might be this, you know, decade's magic, you know, mm-hmm. or this decade's sons. Mm-hmm. You know, they had the early 90s magic yeah. that had right Penny there, and Shaq, Shaq yeah. right there, couldn't get over the hump. The sons for, you know, the early to mid-2000s, mid-2000s had that team, run and gun. 60-win team that just couldn't quite get over the hump. Yep. Thunder might be that. Can you mm-hmm. think about, okay, so the MVP race last year was pretty much Curry, LeBron, Harden. And Westbrook. Westbrook. Mm-hmm. If, if the Thunder finished with 55 wins and they're like the you know six or seven seed, he would have really helped his chance. Because yeah. he had like, what, ten triple doubles yeah. in like a month and a half? Yeah, what hurt him was the fact that he was injured towards the middle of the season. And then, I, then of course, the team didn't even make the playoffs. So that definitely yeah, hurt Yeah, I mean, of course they lost Durant. But look, so the year before this one, it was Durant was the MVP. Right there in the race this year, Westbrook and Harden 
if the Thunder keep that core, they, they had those three players. Yeah. They had Westbrook, Harden, Durant, Ibaka, and Perkins. Hmm. And the only problem with that, that roster is you can't – all those guys can have the ball in their hands, which is the reason why they had to have James Harden come off the bench as a six-man. And, I mean, it worked for them. Yeah. The problem yeah. is Scotty Brooks wasn't the best coach for them. And, I mean, well, I guess we'll see now. Which is why you need to – I believe Kevin McHale type works really well for James Harden and – Personalities like Dwight, so well, but Brooks didn't understand any of the adjustments. Mm-hmm. Why? Why not put Ibaka at the five, mm-hmm. put Durant at the four, and then hell, you can have Cephalosha come in as yeah, the three. three, and, and they therefore you're louder. Any kind and of now every player is a stretch, and even Russ could run the one or two. I mean, you saw the Heat were you know a year or two ahead of the curve, and they had Bosch start developing a three ball, mm-hmm. and I was sitting there like. What the hell is this? He but never had a three ball. Yeah, he stretch. started getting more and more efficient, and you see the Thunder doing that now. Mm-hmm. Did you know Ibaka was shooting some thirty plus percent so, from the three last year? Not as that, but even Blake Griffin, you know, ex- you know, expanded his range. You have a lot right. of these three, these uh, fours, who are who can pretty much play to three, four, or five now. They kind of stretch, so it's pretty interesting. You need that. I mean, that's that's what really the Warriors struck gold with. You know, Draymond mm-hmm. Green and. Mm-hmm. I remember those first two, three years they had, you know, the core that made the playoffs and, you know, they were that young, feisty team. Uh, Green, Good battle against the Clippers. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Green never really got that playing time because, you know, David Lee was the starter yeah. at that point. But anytime he would play, I saw a bunch of fire, you know, a bunch, yeah. he was one of those hustle guys. Yeah. He's one of those guys you absolutely hate, hate. to play yeah. against. But if he's on your team, you love him. Just like Battier. Battier yeah. was like one of my favorite Rockets yeah. when we had yeah. him. Couldn't stand him when he left. Yeah. He got borderline dirty yeah, once he left. Even uh, Metal World Peace couldn't stand him. Once uh, he was rocking, it was cool. I liked it. Um, that, that was the uh, Aaron Brooks, Luis Scola, um, Metal World Peace um, pretty much playoff runs. And I'm not sure <laughs> if you got your number. Yeah, exactly. with Landry playing big points. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. It'll be a fun season. It's going to mm-hmm. coming up at the end of the yeah. month. We even had a Kyle Lowry sixth man coming off the bench. Yeah, back and now, up he's, you know, yeah. now he's the, uh, one of the star mm-hmm. players for Toronto. Crazy early, early, uh, early pick. If you had to, to decide, you know the finals matchup right now. It's way early in the game. Obviously, there's going to be trades midseason. Right now, who would you say are the two teams that are going to face off? Spurs Cavaliers. See, and I would say the same thing, but that's not the sexy pick. You know, everybody's going to say that. Everybody's going to say those are the two teams that are going to make it, but. It's really hard to see anybody outside of those. I mean, yeah. of course, the Warriors have yeah. a chance, but. Basketball is one of those sports where it's you hard play to be a, a series. Repeat champ. Yeah, it's hard to be a repeat champ, too. Well, uh, basketball, we've seen a lot of them, though. The yeah. Heat, the Lakers. I mean, it's kind of That's a true. continuing thing. But basketball is one of those sports where you play a full series. And even the first round is a seven-game series yeah. now. So it's very hard for the better team to lose a series when you get you know so many chances to win four games. You get up to seven chances to win four games. Better team usually wins. So because of that, there's so little parity. I mean, look at look at this year. The top four teams, you know, top two from each conference made it to the Final Four. Yeah, true. So, Very I mean, parity. you know, everybody wants to do the headline, the, the, the sexy pick. Oh, I see this team making it. But There's a reason why those sexy picks, a lot of times people say, like, oh, teams like the Pelicans. Oh, I see them, you know, being the... Three or four seed, but granted, West is very deep, and they have you know very good veteran teams. So I will that's say I though, I will say I see them coming in eight again. I will say though, watch the Thunder this year. If they stay healthy, it all depends on Durant's foot. But I can definitely see Thunder being two or three. Yeah, and and, and my my Rockets falling to four, but still going deep into the playoffs. Right, and if we were in the East, we would have been the two last year. Yeah. Or 
Yeah. Yeah, two. Right well, I guess two. we're two, but, mm-hmm. you know, I think the Cavs would have been like five or six in the West. Exactly, yeah, they would have. Uh, not know? even a, yeah, yeah, I'm going to say the Cavs would have been, definitely. It's crazy. But um, surprisingly, Atlanta did have a better record than us. I want to say one game, though. Yeah, they were a really good team last year. I don't know where that came from. They say always Spurs East, but I don't know. They did get those shitty new uniforms, yeah. but uh, football, let's transition. Okay. No Tons seg- of parody. No segue there at all, but let's just <laughs> r- jump right into football because that's what everybody likes to hear about. It is football uh, season. And there is a lot parody. of parody, and somebody likened this year to that 09 year where you had the Cardinals and the Steelers and the Super Bowl. It really wasn't like a number one team, mm. just kind of whoever got hot yeah. at the end of the year, you weren't yeah. quite sure if it was like, you know, a really bona fide champ. I'm not mm. taking anything away from the Steelers from that year, but mm. this 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 year feels a lot like that. Or even, or even back to that same Steelers team a few years before that, when you had Steelers Seahawks, back when yeah. the Seahawks had, you know, had the Matt Hasselbeck, Sean Alexander, you know, lineup going. Well, I mean, so even that, the, was, that was pretty, you know. I mean, the Cardinals, they beat the Eagles, who were 9 6 and 1. And I think the Cardinals were 9 and 7 that year. Yeah. So the NFC representative, either way, was going to be a 9 win team. And I think it was a 4 6, uh, a 4 6 matchup as far as the seeds go and then NFC championship. Mm hmm. And then in the East, that was the or the AFC, that was the year that you know, of course, Brady was out the ACL. Not saying they would have won the championship, but kind of saying that they had a really good chance at it. But this year feels a lot like that. You look at all the top teams, and they're all very flawed. Yes, I um, mean, if you're looking at like, if you had to look at the top, you know, top teams right now, Patriots, they don't Packers. have the best secondary. They really don't. I mean, Butler has done a really good job. I think he's actually a star. I think he's a, a really good corner, not just because of last year. He's, but a, he's gritty. He's been, yeah, yeah he, he, he just can't catch the ball. But they have a lot of questions on defense. You look at the Packers, you know, they looked flawless in the beginning of the year, but now it's starting to seem like their offense might not as be, you know, as, as strong as it looked in the beginning of the year. You know, I think they've put up some 22 points this month. Yeah. Uh, on average, you know, so they're they have a lot of flaws. Then you look at the most flawed top team um, in the Broncos. Yeah, uh, you, I mean, you have this Gary Kubiak led team that's just everybody in Houston right now up. that's listening to this knows all about Gary Kubiak. The Broncos are it, it, it's I never would imagine seeing Manning like this. Mm-hmm. He has seven touchdowns and ten interceptions. And he just looks lost. He he has he's throwing ducks. I, I'm shocked. I can't believe yeah, throwing it. weak passes. And they've been so lucky. I, like NFL though is one of the sports that luck goes a long way. Hell, mm-hmm. any sport. I mean, mm-hmm. look at the the Warriors last year with mm-hmm. pretty much playing somebody with an injury every round. Yep. The Broncos have a very good defense, but you know their offense is just very questionable. And I mean, I'll give them credit because they're six and zero, really with no offensive presence, mm-hmm. but. That that catches up to you after a while. You're not going to continue to score the amount of points they've been scoring on defense, and they really haven't beaten any good teams. You know, they beat the Chiefs, who are one and five. They, uh, you know, they eked out a win against Minnesota, and I mean, you can argue they're a pretty good team. They, they might be a wild card mm-hmm. team. Uh, yeah. Barely beat Cleveland. Barely beat Baltimore, who's also one and five. Yeah. Like, who have they yeah. beat? Baltimore. No, who has Denver beat? When did you say, "Wow, that team looks very good"? Yeah, they they eked out um, Sunday night, Sunday uh, afternoon's win against the Browns. Granted, the Browns are a pretty decent team. 
They're not um, laughing stock. Yeah, they're not they laughing stock. They're good. Yeah, they and, can And uh, surprisingly, McCown's been putting up big numbers. He's been doing his thing. He looks really good. But then he threw um, that bonehead pig, mm-hmm. like when you're just scrambling and you press the wrong button on three, Madden. And you just kind of chuck it up there. And not just that, but it's always a floater, too. Well, the crazy part <laughs> is, though, Manning's been doing that. Yeah. And I can't. I just can't believe it. But, I mean, again, you look at all those top teams, they all have serious flaws. So this could very well be one of those years. You know who I really think, you know, can get hit stride at just the right time and might be very dangerous in the playoffs is Pittsburgh. Yes. Um, I mean, granted, they're, they're down to their third string, but they still look pretty good. Right. And, I mean, they always seem to have a really good backup mm-hmm. that keeps them afloat yeah. when Big Ben gets hurt. And they have that now. Mm-hmm. So they've got weapons. They've got arguably the best running back in the league. I'll still give that the title to Peterson. Hmm. But Le'Veon Bell is right there. Yeah, I would They've definitely say he's a, he's a he's a young AP. He's he's so he's agile. Yeah, he's agile, quick, elusive, and, he's, and he's, he's pretty big too. It's just a, it's a it's a you know perfect storm. Mm-hmm. Then you look, they've got people that can stretch the field. Martavis Bryant. Then you throw a deep sense on your. You throw anywhere on the field sense on your Brown. Exactly, and then the defense is playing out of their mind. I will say, yeah. I mean, they don't have necessarily mm-hmm. the star power, mm-hmm. but Pittsburgh always has at least a mm-hmm. competent defense. Mm-hmm. And one uh, one surprising player on defense is a uh, cornerback from UTEP. Uh, yeah, I, I remember. I remember just chilling in the dorms with him, uh, Antoine Blake. Shout out to Antoine. He's doing his thing. Um, I was just. I remember just chilling in my apartment the other day. I look up and I'm like, okay, who's who's got that pick six? And I look up, it's freaking Antoine Blake, returning it for for a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. No, they've been. Uh, so I, I want to say thing. they might be. And again, they're not the favorite right now. But if I had to pick, I think they could be. The only thing that's telling me the Patriots won't go again is that nobody repeats. Mm-hmm. That, that I mean, honestly, nobody repeats. That's the only thing. That's the only conventional wisdom that's telling me they yeah. won't go. And, and especially because you see all 32 teams pretty much in flux. No team really looks that good. I would say um, pretty much after after week eight, we can con- completely see a total role reversal in all these teams. I, granted, I can even see the Texans actually have a really light schedule this year. I can I can see them turning it around. Well, they're only a game out, and in a horrible, exactly in a horrible AFC South, which Hoyer, is the reason why I can see them making the playoffs. So, beginning of the and year, and winning the AFC South. Beginning of the year, I thought you give it to Mallet. Mm-hmm. With Hoyer, you know what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. You've got somebody that won't kill you. Basically, very similar mm-hmm. to Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Although he's maybe a little bit more risky than Fitzpatrick. Mm-hmm. He's got more upside, but you're also going to pay a little bit more because he's going to make those Yeah, plays. definitely not as smart as Fitz. Fitz won't throw that boneheaded pass. But then again, what sucks is he'll take the sack or try to scramble instead of Which making the risk of passing play, times. But, yeah, it's definitely frustrating from a you know fan standpoint. He won't give you that big play. But if you have a solid defense, he'll, he'll get you a few wins, which is the reason why we went 9-7 and seven last year. Yeah, and that's that's where we are right now, no man's land. You either want to suck so you get good picks or be good, obviously, yeah. so you're good. But in the beginning of the year, I said we should play Mallet because we don't know anything about him. It's we a wild card. It's a, it's, a, it's a sexy throw Limited in. sample yeah. size. Yeah. He's got so much talent. If he can piece it together, we're in good shape. Yeah. So give it a couple games, see what he's got. If it doesn't work out, which it probably won't, but still, at least you know what you've got. Then you fall back to Hoyer. Which but instead, well, they've been doing this carousel. They've been doing this dance, you know. And uh, O'Brien committed the other day to Hoyer. He said he's which, our quarterback for the year, which I think now is the right choice. After Mallet got hurt, you know, uh, that Thursday night game against the Colts. Which and we should have won. Shrugging and, you know, smiling. Oh, well, you know, shitty body language. 
you know, the second that happened, then I was like, all right, we got to get this guy out of there. Mm-hmm. So we've got a chance, and Indy is far from far from competent. Exactly. I'm sure you saw that game, and I won't talk about the play that everybody's been yeah, talking so we'll, about. We'll definitely get into that play in a, in a second. Um, one, thing, one thing I want to address is a funny story. Um, I was reading an article the other day. I'm not sure how true this is, but apparently after the uh, the mallet benching or slash injury out for one play but leaving Hoyer uh, against uh, India on, uh, was that Sunday night Sunday night football? No, actually Thursday night, the Thursday night game. Um, supposedly after the game, uh, he was kind of pouting about it. And um, I guess some of his family even got involved where um, there were stories about his mom or grandmother crying or Anytime families, families get involved, involved. it becomes daddy ball. Yeah. It doesn't work in the pros. <laughs> it doesn't work in the pros. But, um, yeah, I mean, that division's kind of up for grabs. But the Colts are probably going to ultimately get it, in all honesty, because they have the best quarterback. He's a little banged up right now, and he hasn't played like the best quarterback. Which um, is scary because, they're, I mean, they're still a game above us. Yeah. I mean, and, and they've played horribly. So and we've like, never beat them in play? Indy. We've never exactly. beat them in Indy. So... We're probably not going to beat him this year. We don't have that team, you know, even though we've got J.J. who plays out of his mind, you know, every single game. But ultimately, it's probably going to go to the Colts. You're probably looking at here's, – here's, here's my, my, my landscape, I guess you'd say. Uh, division winners, of course, are going to be the Patriots, uh, likely the Colts, definitely the Broncos, and uh, Cincinnati. And then you're looking at the wild cards. Pittsburgh's definitely going to get one of them. But I'm curious to see who gets that six. Because Which, I mean, being being a homer, I want to say it could be the Texans, but you just but you know who else is scary is uh, the Jets. Oh, exactly. I didn't even think about the Jets. And, yeah, that's, you that's forget the, about the Jets. the Jets. You forget about the Jets. They have San, yeah, the San Di- best. Even I, I, I think say, they have the best defense in the league. Yeah, they was, really do. The most talented. They are. Yeah. Hands the down. right back there. So. You've got Revis. You've got Cromartie. And I mean, Cromartie's at the end of his career, but he's still he's a still very consistent. good corner. Then you've got the front seven. Their front, their their line: Richardson, Wilkerson, uh, Williams. Those are stud, you know, first round yeah. players. Mm-hmm. They're all playing on top of their game. You know, Richardson basically got away, you know, pretty much scot free for all his crazy off season crap. But that line is just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You know, they are scary on defense, and then the offense. You've got veterans like Marshall, Decker. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, Ivory. Then, then, then you have Fitzy. I mean, he's surprisingly, screw up, he's right. been doing a lot of Fitz magic lately. And not just that, but I want to say he has a higher QBR than Tom Brady. Is that that's true? Yes. I, I want to wow. pull up that stat. I don't know. Brady's been having a pretty lights out year. The only pick he threw was that Edelman bobble. Yeah. But you might be right. The Jets look very tough. Um, you know, defense takes you a long way. And I mean, you, we can't we can't understate the importance of Revis. I mean, that guy. He, he's he's the best corner in the league. They're, they're pretty much the Texans' bizarro. That's that's the team we pretty much had last year as far as what we were doing to teams. You know, playing playing solid defense and pretty much letting Fitz kind of manage his thing on offense. If the Patriots still had Revis, I'd say they'd be the favorite this year. Oh, definitely. But I mean, it's going to be hard for them to defend teams like Pittsburgh, you know, or anybody with a vertical passing game like that. They're going to struggle with that. But um, the Jets, the Bills look pretty good. They might be a team that's right on the fringe. Uh, you know, they're going to be one of those teams that's going to be in it till the very end, kind of like last year. I mean, they were right there at the end. Uh, they're going to be tough. Their defense is good. They're pretty good all around. I don't know what they're missing. I honestly don't. I don't know what it is that they're missing. You know, and the funny thing is you see the success the Jets are having, 
now by just being quiet. And people kind of have a radar on the Bills back because of Rex Ryan constantly mm-hmm. talking. Mm-hmm. You the see the light. effect that it has if you just keep your mouth shut and play, you know. So they're going to be a tough team. Kind of uh, forget about them, you yeah. NFC, of course, Green Bay is going to win the division. Uh, I think that might be the only division that's really, I'd say, ra- wrapped up right now. Mm-hmm. The South is going to go to either Carolina or Atlanta. Mm-hmm. The East is wide open. Yeah, I, I, I still think Dallas is going to win yeah, the division. Yeah, not as that, but it seems like every, you don't even... Nobody you, wants it. Yeah, nobody wants it. Not as that, but... I'm sorry to say this, but even... even I, I enjoy watching the Eagles play, but they... Just the whole yeah, fact, just having DeMarco in a, in a scheme that does not fit for him just is not going to work. They've won three out of four, but they haven't been convincing. I mean, they, they convincingly beat the Saints, but, I mean, a lot of teams have convincingly beat the Saints. You look at the West, too, and you can't count out Seattle. You can't. As much even, as I hate to say it. Yeah, even at two can't. and four. I know. Tomorrow's going to be a big game. Uh, of course, they'll probably stop the Niners, you know, like they always do. But... If they lose that and they go to two and five, they're done. They're in big trouble. <laughs> Any team at but, two and four is done if they lose the next game. But the the fact of the matter is, the Cardinals had a good chance to beat Pittsburgh. They choked it away. They were right there with the Rams, and they lost. Rams might actually be a be a force in that division. Yeah, they have Jeff two led team. Two good. easy games coming up. Two very winnable games. They could easily be four and three. They're only a game out, game and a half out right yeah. now. You know, they just. But they always, anytime you get your hopes up, or not really hopes up, because I'm not necessarily a Rams fan, but anytime you're like, wow, they look really good. Yeah, they every, lay a every, dud. every football fan is always looking for that new Cinderella team, you know? Yeah, so. they, lay, they go and lay a dud against the Redskins, who, you know, I'm surprised by their, their tenacity right now. Mm-hmm. They got a really good defense, strong run game. You know, I feel bad for RG3, but. Uh, and that's a really weird situation, too, because there's been times where I've even seen RG3 not hurt on the bench. In, That's it now. He's a in, healthy scratch. Yeah, he's he's pretty not as that, but he's even in like in in workout gear, just kind of lounging around. Yeah, That's um, a it, it, strange. It's situation. very it's very weird. Not as that, but I've even heard rumors of him working out on the pra- on the uh, on the defensive side of the practice squad, uh, working out with the safeties. I'm gonna have to pull that up for you guys. It's been a, yeah, for, it's a, yeah, it's a it's a wild year. But I mean, NFC of course, Green Bay looks like the favorite. Carolina, they have a strong defense, but. Every year is the same story with them in the playoffs. Their offense just doesn't score enough, you know. And as good as your defense is in the playoffs, you got to put up at least 21, you know, 24 points. And they just – I don't know if they can do that against some of those better defenses. Atlanta, they're a good team, but they're just same old Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to be the type to really push for the push for the NFC title. They don't have that clutch, Dean. Um, I don't know if you guys remember, three seasons ago – Atlanta and Houston were both nine and one, looking primed to be yeah, the top. We were eleven and one that yeah, year. Yeah, we, yeah, point. we both were nine and one at one point. I want to say Atlanta lost that next game because I remember they were hyping that old nine and one thing we had going on. Um, we have, of course we went all the way up to eleven and one. Then of course twelve and four. Exactly, one <laughs> got us eleven and one and pretty much, pretty much just laid a goose egg up until the playoffs started. I don't know. So if we're looking at the top teams on each side, I think ultimately in the NFC. I don't want to count out Arizona because they have a very explosive offense. They have a solid defense, and they're well-coached. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, I think, are right there with Green Bay as the top two in the mm-hmm. NFC. For some reason, um, I can see a Cardinals 
Bengals Super Bowls. Where does that sound? I, you know, I was going to say, we haven't talked yeah. about the Bengals at yeah. all. But... They're another quiet team. That's they're, like Those are the two. Like, if, I were, if I were to be a coach and, not, and, um, and pretty much want to go to any team, those are two teams you can definitely build on. They always have those core players and core pieces. And you can really, They've got you can really so make much something happen. But again, you know, you could say the same argument as Denver. Who has Cincinnati really beat? They barely mm-hmm. beat the Ravens, who are 1-5. You know, then again, I think I, I want to say the Ravens, Ravens, the Ravens are just like the Texans. They, like they, there's a couple of games they should have won. I mean, granted, I think my Texans should have beat. Or being in this dingy Buffalo Wild Wings watching that game, um, it was the uh, the the, uh, the Carolina Houston game. Yeah. I want to say we even even with a with a laser throwing Ryan Mallet who was just chucking it up the field, we we easily could have beat the Carolina yeah. Panthers. Carolina Carolina's that sexy number one power ranking team that just sounds good to say just because they're six and zero. But right. really, they haven't beaten anyone either. If anything, I'd I believe say, my Texans should have beat them. I don't want to take away from Cincinnati, but I think when the playoffs come around, Dalton's going to struggle, like always. I'm not For some singing reason, the, the same te- song everybody's singing. But the Texans, surprisingly, always beat yeah, the Bengals in the playoffs. <laughs> He'll struggle in the playoffs. I think Denver will struggle in the playoffs. My guess for the Final Four, I'd have Arizona and Green Bay in the NFC. New England and Pittsburgh in the AFC, if I had to guess right now. But a lot of good teams out there, a lot of chances at other things. So, I mean, anything can happen, Mm -hmm. especially this year. Like I said, I don't feel like regardless, I think at the end of the year we'll say, well, was that really the best team? Mm -hmm. And we might not know if that was actually the best team, regardless of who wins. Mm -hmm. You know, right now if I had to pick a favorite, I'd say maybe Green Bay, just because Rodgers, you know, is always playing on another level. And And not as that, but granted, they were – Pretty much one or two uh, crazy magic Seahawks fluke plays, pl- plays um, away from going to the Super Bowl, and I and I do think if they were, went to the Super Bowl, they probably would have upset the, the Patriots. I think so too. I hate to say yeah. it, but I think so. Yeah, too. Only because Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is clutch. He's just he's he's a he's a younger Tom. So is he though? It. You know, the funny thing is, I, uh, you think about it, he's got a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You know, he's putting up ridiculous numbers year after year. He's probably you could say he's probably the most talented quarterback of all time. Mm-hmm. I could say that. That doesn't mean he's the best quarterback of all time, but I think okay. he's the most talented of all time. He can move. Yeah, he he's actually quick. moves out of the pocket. He's yeah. got pinpoint accuracy. He can throw the ball deep, and he's smart. He can read the defense. Combine all that, you've got, from a talent standpoint, the best quarterback of all time. Mm-hmm. It's, it's that, but it's that he's prototype. He's got like a 500 record in the playoffs, and even though last year wasn't really his fault, oh, yeah, I don't they know. Should have you know, I... It, it, I'm not taking away from him, but at the same time, it's just like people want to crown him, you know, as one of the best ever. Like I said, talent standpoint, I think he is, but I don't think he's close to being able to put into that conversation yet as far as top, you know, five. Maybe top ten, you can maybe say that already. You can make a really good case for that, but top five, I don't think so. I don't think so. I agree, because there's so many great Hall of Fame quarterbacks so, I mean, I mean we're, he wouldn't even fit in the top five right now. There's a lot of – it's even – For me, top five has to be in no particular order. you got to have Montana, Montana Brady. Uh, Would you put Brady too? Oh, no order. Yeah. Montana. Uh, I'd probably say Montana, Brady is one, two right now. Mm. The rest of them, I don't Marino's know. Marino's going to be easily. Marino, mm. Manning, uh, you know, arguably uh, Favre. I know a lot mm. of people hate on Favre because he's made a lot of bonehead plays in the past. Um, 
But then you've got people that we don't even – we didn't see like Unitas. You know, the people – yeah. I, I promise you he was good. But we have no idea. We have no tape yeah. of that. So I can't really throw him in only because I don't know. All right. Kids born in 80s, 90s are going to like go up. <laughs> right. So if I had to say top five, you know. Not exactly, but I, I mean athletes aren't the same anymore. I'm sorry, but mom and dad, athletes are stronger, <laughs> bigger, faster nowadays. I mean, you know? it's a so, fact. You so know? I mean throwing in a, a Unitas going against a, even a – Ray Lewis, I mean, with, or with, or Donovan Sewer, JJ yeah. Watt in his face, it definitely wouldn't I mean, make you the got same Will results. Fork out running quarterbacks. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you got a problem. All right, so before we close things out today, something I want to do is uh, something I'd like to include every now and then in these podcasts. Maybe it'll be something that is a recurring piece. Maybe it's something that will happen every now and then. Maybe this might be the only time we ever do it. Just depends on how well uh, how well we feel about this afterwards. But I want to have a random rant. Random rant time. So, Gary, you're on the clock. Random rant, go. All right. One thing I like to bring up is the Derrick Rose face mask. Uh, sort of the Phantom of the Opera, typical basketball mask. Claire, um, what's going on right now? Really? Is he? Uh, yes. He uh, he apparently has this really tight mask, um, and his right eye is almost like impeded by the mask. It's pretty funny. Um, it's almost like as if you were to get braids a little too tight. <laughs> it was pretty much lift your eyebrows. Out there, no. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, pretty much, yeah. So, to D Rose, it? oh my god, to D Rose, get a bigger terrible. mask. Your it left eye like is completely covered. It looks like a Halloween mask, like when you put on like the generic Robin mask. Yeah, it doesn't fit. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. That's terrible. I haven't, I hadn't seen that before. Uh, I guess my random rant will be Star Wars. The new trailer came out. You know, halftime of uh, the Monday night game. Uh, Saw a lot of exciting things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't wait. I, you know, but I, I read an article today. Then I go as a stormtrooper. Huh? Then I go as a stormtrooper. You know, I, and I have a theory about that. Do you remember in episode six, there was that scene where there was an obviously black stormtrooper walking? Yeah. And escorting. We joked about that, right? Escorting yeah. Luke Skywalker to, yeah. uh, to Darth Vader at the end. I said that would be awesome if it turned out that that was the same black guy. That would be an awesome yeah. plot twist. Obviously, that's not the case, but... There's a lot of there are a lot of rumors on what it's going to be about. Yeah. There are a lot but of it is pretty interesting, though. Like, oh, I can't wait! Either. But you know, I was reading something today that really made me think. Not not many of the Star Wars movies. This is going to be a very unpopular opinion. They haven't been very good. Uh, Obviously, say, the the new mm-hmm. I guess prequel trilogy. Yeah. The more and more I watch it, the more and more I buy into it being terrible. I think initially I was in denial mm-hmm. to where I couldn't accept it. Mm-hmm. But of now, course, the best one would be five. I would say. Yeah, yeah, five. it's hard to argue that. Mm. Yeah, that's that's mm. hands down. Empire in uh, three, back. three would potentially be the best. This would this the this the, story, the whole the story. The story so is perfect. Potential. I want yeah. somebody out there. If anybody's listening to this, that's ridiculously rich. Can you please fund a reboot of the original trilogy, or not the original, but the the, the prequel trilogy? There was so much potential mm-hmm. there. The worst part is they hyped up Darth Vader to be one of the best villains of all time. Mm-hmm. They, and they then you show met, how it came to fruition yeah, and, and he basically that, killed kids. Yeah. And not just that, but two, you, you saw how it was it was going to become so grimy and dark. And you wanted to see more of that in three, yeah, but didn't get it. He's just whiny yeah. and he got tricked. He got yeah. like fooled <laughs> into being evil. It's just, exactly. oh, it was terrible. It was terrible. Um, obviously, the, the old school movies, four through six, were good. Six had weird plot points. Mm-hmm. Like, the whole Ewoks thing was a little bit outlandish. Yeah. Um, nonetheless, we love it. I can't wait till episode 7 comes out. 
There's so many things I want to know that obviously we have no idea about. And knowing how it's going to be a trilogy, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for that. But at the same time, it's frustrating knowing that we have, uh, there's a very good chance that we won't know anything in this next one. Of course, mm-hmm. we'll know the plot, we'll know who these characters are, but if somebody's related to somebody or somebody has a certain past, you know, we might not even see some of the more badass characters from the trilogy. Exactly. Maybe they introduce somebody in eight that turns out to be, you know, the head honcho or something. I mean, there's so much potential here, so many. There's so much we don't know, you know, so I'm really excited to see that when it comes out. Very good marketing scheme. <laughs> yeah, and that's J.J. Abrams' style all the way. He lets out little pieces, you know, that's what he did with Cloverfield. Yep. Nobody knew Horrible anything movie. about it. <laughs> Nobody knew anything oh, about it until it came out. Everybody said they got sick watching yeah, that yeah. just because the the camera motion, which is funny, though, because it kind of spawned that, you know, new style, mm-hmm. I guess, picking up from well, old which turns Blair out to, Witch. Yeah, yeah, Blair Witch was horrible, but... Very good concept. And now you see directors doing it a lot. For example, M. Night Shyamalan, um, his most recent movie, I can't quite remember the name of it. I got to find that out for you guys, but great movie. Huh. Man, I'll put, I want to say it was The Visit. Oh, is that the, the Grandparents? Grandparents. Yeah. Oh, dude, good. no. And you know what's funny? Like, I used to good love movie. scary movies, and I still do. But they scare me now. Like, I didn't used to, I, I never used to be afraid of them, but now I watch them and I, you know run and turn the light on real quick when I'm walking down the hallway where I don't want to walk by the mirror at night. You know, that always freaks me out, walking by a mirror in the darkness. But anyway, uh, nice little rant to close things out. Uh, Of course, you know, thank you for listening to the first podcast. An hour flies by. These are going to be about 45 minutes to an hour every time. Uh, You know, we're not going to talk sports every time, but starting things out, might as well go with what we know. Um... We, of course, are going to talk about some reviews, you know, any kind of new movies, TV shows, music that comes out. Relationships. Discuss that. We want to talk relationship stuff, you know, just funny things about times nowadays, you know, the way things are and how they used to be. I mean, even as, you know, early as high school and we were back back in school and you think about the dating game and how much it changed from then to now. Mm-hmm. want to talk, of course, about professions, how... You know, a lot of our guests got to where they are today. You know, of course, you were in the Navy, so I want to do a podcast talking about that. Got a couple other friends from different backgrounds that are doing different things in life right now that, you know, we want to kind of share that with, you know, the listeners. So you're going to see a lot of that. And I'm really excited about probably my favorite part is uh, our story time segment. So I'm going to have, it's almost going to be kind of like a gangland E60 type setup to where, It's going to have interviews, you know, and I probably shouldn't even be breaking the fourth wall right now by saying that, but um, I'm really excited about that. We've got some pretty awesome stories that we're going to tell. Uh, Of course, it'll be less and less vanilla the more we go through these podcasts, (laughs) but uh, I'm really excited about that one. But thanks so much for listening. Uh, Of course, tell all your friends about The Mike Silva Show. You can find me on Facebook, facebook.com slash The Mike Silva Show, on Twitter at Mike Silva Show on Instagram at the Mike Silva Show, and of course you can find this podcast on iTunes. Uh, Gary, do you have any uh, shameless plugs you want to throw in there? Uh, shout out to uh, Antoine Blake, YouTube's finest. Uh, shout out to uh, Travis Scott. We'll definitely uh, do a review of that CD sometime. And uh, pretty much, you can find me at. You don't even. Oh know. no! Yeah, you can find me wherever <laughs> you find. You can find me in Houston. Yeah, stay tuned. 
Of course, more and more updates are going to be on social media and on the website, so don't neglect it. Spread the word, and uh, we'll pay you back by giving you the best content. See ya!